You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 158. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 158. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! Hey, Podians! Hey, Pod people! <laughs> How is everybody doing? We got our hands on some helium. We got our hands on a balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. You sound like a a A gremlin? Yeah, or like a like a Chucky doll or something. A Chucky doll, even better. You're way better at sucking the helium. Oh thanks. Like get it get another one. What do I okay, hold on. He he's he kept you don't even know how many times excuse the balloon sounding noises right in the microphone. <laughs> That's our really high tech special effects that we have. We represent the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild. <laughs> we welcome you to Munchkin Land. <laughs> oh my god, this is fun. I hope you guys are getting a little bit of the fun I think they need to they I think you should do a would you rather with that would you rather with it okay. yeah yeah oh I my do gosh. Are but we going to that now? No, we've got to... Not, not quite yet. So we should at least just welcome everybody. Clearly, welcome. The, we're... Welcome you to Munchkinland. We are... <laughs> we, the amount of shenanigans that has gone on... Was, okay, so let me back up. Let me back up. My brother, for my birthday this year, bought me the biggest helium balloon that he could find. It's huge. And what? What? how big do you think that is? Like, um, it's a, at least a yard tall. It's at least the size... Of a Great Dane. Like, okay. All right. Like, I was trying to think of something else we could compare it to, but, like, it, yeah, it's at least three feet tall, at yeah. least two feet wide, and... and another foot and a half in th- Like, depth. thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And it says, it's your time to shine. And we have had this balloon for at least a month, and it's yeah. just been chilling in the corner of... <laughs> of our hallway. Of our hallway. Yeah. And so, Mr. Smith walks in to the room today, and he's like, what do you think about helium on the pod? Yeah. It just And just, if you guys could have seen <laughs> how giddy he was, like, so fucking excited, like a little boy. I had to do a little dance. You he know, was like, really pumped. Yeah, I, was, so. I was excited. Whatever. And how many times we had to record the that beginning and yeah so and we, we've also got some fun um, we've been <clears throat> saving all of our mic checks because we do oh, really hilarious right. mic checks every right. time we record just to so make sure we did sure. a helium mic check so we did a helium one <laughs> it was like our first go we so, should do a podcast of just mic checks it would be so boring it would. Because it'd be like 15 minutes of us being dumb. Just stupid. Like, you are really dumb. For real. For real. Oh my God. 
How'd but, your kids? How'd your wife? So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> we do have a really exciting topic today and something new that I have not done before or targeted before, which is five signs that you are being a fucking victim. Ooh. It's one of those things that we... Victimhood. We, we never identify that way. We never go, oh, I'm totally a victim. Yeah. And we usually don't realize that, you know, because we're usually... Or we're always in victim mode. Right. right. But we don't we don't say, hi, I'm a martyr. I'm a victim. I uh, always right, make it right. my own issue. Like, That's true. We don't... No one claims that. Right. Oh, your ju- shit. We just do it and don't realize it. So I'm hoping that this episode can be like a, hello, you have more personal power than you think. You don't need to be a victim sort of episode. I love it. And we started a new thing last week where we started giving (coughs) shout outs to our audience members. Yes, we did. So I feel like I should take a little hit of the, of the helium. Okay. And. Okay. Let me set my mic down. And do a shout out to one of our pod people. All right, so we've got somebody named Poopy. (laughs) So this is a shout out to Poopy. Poopy. Poopy with like five O's. And she says, seriously, no BS. My kind of girl tells it exactly how it is and isn't afraid to do it. I have learned so much from just a few pods that I've listened to and I can't get enough. Her quirks are adorable and she is in touch with the real women out there admirable a plus 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 so huge huge thank you poopy thank you poopy (laughs) and uh thank you so much for for sharing such a sweet itunes review so if if somebody wanted to leave an itunes review how would they do that oh well i'm so glad you asked mr smith on any one of our show notes pages which you can actually link to if you're in itunes you just kind of tap the episode and you can see the show notes behind the graphic or the image okay. and you should also see a link and there will be a link that's the joyjunkie.com slash 153 or excuse me 158 and it'll take you directly to the show notes page and okay. there's instructions on any show notes page for okay. any episode but yeah so those of you Perfect. who've left itunes reviews we cannot thank you enough yes and just really appreciate that so i think it's time for for your little segment would you rather? All right, today's would you rather is would you rather lick toe fungus <laughs> or punch your best friend in the face hard? <laughs> That's a hard one. I can't even. I just want to like replay that over and over again. It's so much funnier when you do it. I think because your voice is so low and sexy. Because it's lower. In- <laughs> And then when, when you have Munchkin <coughs> voice, me. it is so fucking funny to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so lick toe fungus. Lick toe fungus or punch your best friend as hard as you can in the face. <laughs> hard. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, we're having a good time we're today. We're having such a good time today. We need probably more props. Like, I was thinking maybe whoopee cushions, maybe... Oh, I can I can provide that. No, I, I, know, I know you can. <laughs> I know you can. We don't need those thick whoopee cushions. Oh, my God. Okay, let's... Uh, let's regroup. Yeah, let's regroup. I think... I think... It, I, I can't imagine punching my best friend in the face. I can't either. I think I'd have to lick the toe fungus. I think I would that's, too. That's kind of the worst of the two. Like I'm not. 
You know, like, I don't know. Hard. Hard. <laughs> I, uh, oh God. I think I'd go with the toe fungi. Yeah, I'd have to just take my licks, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be here all week. But, um... <laughs> Whew, we had to pause and regroup there. Yeah, we sure okay. did. We had to listen to ourselves over and over again and just get a good laugh. Wow, okay. You gotta get the good laugh. Let's, let's get to some I think, content here. I think we might be our own biggest fans. I think we might. <laughs> good luck. Yes, okay, let's get to Lord some content. Us. Five signs that you are being a victim. So, first thing is, and we've talked about this briefly in a couple of other podcasts, I believe, but you constantly blame. If you constantly blame others, the environment, the politics, uh, the economy, your ex, your kids, if you're blaming, 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 you are totally locked into victimhood. And we've talked about this in a, in a couple of ways, but one of the ways that this manifests is if you are constantly outside of yourself and external you are essentially saying there is no way that I can be happy or fulfilled unless my ex is different, the economy is different, my boss Something is external different. external changes. Right. right. And so what happens is you are, are essentially saying the power is in everybody else's control and woe is me, woe is me. And no you get for you. no power. Yeah. So you don't even have the opportunity to look at, well, what can I do? What yeah. what are my opportunities? What is within my power? And when you are locked into constant and perpetual blame, you're essentially giving all of your power away to somebody else. Mm. Period. Yeah. So I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the easiest ways to figure this out and to figure out if you are blaming is number two, which is you constantly complain. So another sign that you might be a victim is if you constantly complain. Mm-hmm. And so number one and number two are really caught up with one another. And right. complaining is a great vehicle for you to notice the places that you might be locked into victimhood. So if you are, and I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't shitty things that happen where we get frustrated and upset. I'm talking about something you chronically complain about that you take very little action on or don't search for a solution for. Mm -hmm. So I used to have a client who would always say, I'm not willing to complain about anything I'm not willing to take action on. That's true. Because that's complete victimhood. Like you're locked into this place of... There's no way I can be happy unless these things change. Right. And you can't do that. You cannot control it. And I also will make mention that it's also way more appealing and way more attractive to blame people. So It's a lot easier. It's a lot moment. easier. Well, <clears throat> yeah, it, at the moment. You can even see it a lot in the stuff that happened with the recent tragedies in Orlando. And you and I were talking about this too, about how immediately all of us everybody in the u.s i really think is they want to find the culprit that we want to blame we want to make it somebody's fault because if we make it somebody's fault then we can just kind of finger point and we 
can just say, well, if you would get your shit together, then we would be fine. Or no, it's it's totally has to do with foreign policy. And no, it has to do with gun control. No, it has to do with LGBTQ. No, it has, you know, and we blame, blame, blame. Well, it's your fault if you would just pass this and the, the, you know, Republicans this and the Democrats this. And, and we don't, and as we can see, that gets us fucking nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. You're right. So that's a, you know, more of a, exaggerated hyperbolic viewpoint of the way in which blame locks us into victimhood but that can also be the exact same thing that happens in your household like i know that like even today prior to the helium situation (laughs) i was really frustrated with some things that were going on in my life and i wanted to I, i want to make somebody wrong for that like i want it to be somebody else's fault because that's so much fucking easier right yeah. And I had to just kind of own it and go, no, I'm bummed about this. It's not your fault. It's not, you know, my best friend's fault. It's not everybody else that I'm kind of taking it out on. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's, there's a lot of power in owning that you've got something to, to deal with or to unpack. So that's what I want you to start looking at is, are there things that you constantly complain about and start digging into that. Is it something that you constantly complain about that you will not take action on? <clears throat> or is it something that will never be something you can control, yet you still tend to focus on it? Right. That would be locking yourself into being a victim. And if you are constantly blaming, then... The same is true. You are always putting off your happiness. You're always putting that in somebody else's hands. So Uh you have to start noticing, when do I do that? And I realized for myself after doing some coaching with my uh, personal coach that I had been blaming my mom for pretty much the entirety of my childhood. (laughs) And I had been looking at it through this lens that ended up evoking so much anger in myself. And I didn't even realize it until I had the great fortune to deal with it with my, you know, with, with my coach. And I kind of went, holy shit, that blame for her, what that ended up doing is having a ripple effect where so many things that she would do or say, I would get all upset and all pissed off about and would want to blame her more for, you know, lack of planning, lack of organization in her home, yeah, things like yeah. that. And I would want to blame her even more because was, I was already reinforcing the story that it was her fault. See, it is her fault. See, see, and she does this and she does that and she does this and she does that. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at, okay, and now given that that's happening, now how do I want to behave? What is within my control? Are there boundaries to be established? But that's a lot more powerful <laughs> than feeling like your hands are tied. Yeah. Right? For sure. So that's just one way that, that I've noticed it recently. But I think it's really common also in in relationships, uh, failed relationships, like with exes and things like that, particularly if you share children together. It is so... It is such... He gets that from his father. 
Right, right. Right. Yeah, but yeah, it's not me. It's definitely not mm-hmm. me. But and granted, that some of that stuff might be true. What I'm saying, though, is focusing on it, bringing it up, colluding with other divorcees about how your exes are shitty. All of that stuff does not cultivate a personal power for you. So I'm talking about habitually complaining about it, talking about it, colluding. You're putting something that you don't want very prevalently on your radar. So shouldn't you, like, don't you want to focus on something that feels a lot better? Yeah, why do we focus on the negative portions? I think because we really want to find out, there's this pull to finding out whose fault is this. And it's it can't be ours? It it can be, but I don't think that's our ever our inclination. I'm not really sure where it came from necessarily, but... I do feel like our inclination is always at somebody else, somebody yeah. else's fault. No, for sure. Well, yeah, how so. could I possibly do that? It's the economy. Sure, it's how could easier. I do it if he did this and blah, blah, blah. So the third reason that uh, may be a sign for you that you're being a victim is if you say things like, well, of course this would happen to me. Mm-hmm. If you say comments like, well, of course, with the way my day is going, of course that's what would happen. Just my luck. Yeah, just my luck. Right. That is a sign on your forehead forehead saying like shit bad things happen to me and yeah. and i am so acutely focused on it that i'm going to notice all of the bad shit that happens to me so what happens when you say things like that like of course of course and trust me i do the same thing too so i'm not well, I saying i all do i'm not yeah. saying never i'm just saying watch out for really repetitive habitual behavior like this i'm not saying never ever ever say this ever again i'm just saying watch yourself right so what happens when you say things like that is you are essentially gathering evidence to support your shitty ass story so you're saying Mm -hmm. see all of these horrible things that are happening to me see what happened here see what happened there see what happened there meanwhile There might have been a ton of things that were really awesome in your day, but you're not even able to look at them, not able to even see them because you are too busy tallying all Mm. of the shit that's happening. Yeah, right. Wow, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So for instance, like let's say you had a really rough morning, maybe you got a flat tire, maybe you get to work and there's, you know, your boss lays into you or whatever. And you just keep thinking like, oh, it's just my day, right? It's just my day. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. Well, you might you might have missed that um, your AAA guy got there in five minutes. Like maybe he got there to change your tire or maybe your spouse fortunately was home and was able to come help you or maybe there was no traffic once you got back on the freeway. Or your boss choked on a saltine. Wow. <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> or maybe somebody sent you a really sweet email that's in your inbox, but you don't even pay attention to that because you're so busy tallying. Caught up in the negative. You're caught up in your victimhood. Uh-huh. So again, I'm not saying that this never happens, that you know, don't just ever be say careful this. not to make it a habit. Right? Yeah. Right. Like if this is your if this is your go-to phrase. Or you say things like, see, that's why I never do this. See, that's why I don't share this with those people. That's why I'm see, you know, mm-hmm. where you're essentially proving to yourself how shitty your life is. Nah, see? I hate that voice. <laughs> I, I hate that voice. 
Uh, oh my it. gosh. So here's another one, another sign that you might be acting like a victim. And this is if you try to one-up people, and I'll give you an example, or outline why your plight is so much worse. <clears throat> so saying things like, you know, like if I was say, if, for instance, if I was saying, oh my God, and this happened to me the other day, it is the devil's weather. Like it's so fucking hot. My neighbor chimed in and said, well, at least you have air conditioning. Right. And it's like, oh, poor me. Poor yeah. me. Well, it seems how much harder my life is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she ever is like, here, let me be a victim. Right? Nobody ever thinks that. But that's essentially what you're doing. Or if somebody is expressing something that was challenging for them and you're like, you think that's bad? Let me tell you what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Or, well, at least you didn't have to go through a divorce the way I did. Well, at least you didn't get <coughs> laid off the way I did. Or at least you don't have, you know, a shitty relationship with your dad the way I do. And you- I see people do this with uh, their bodies. Like, people come in and say, oh, I've got it worse because, oh, I've got this torn rotator cuff. And the doctor said that it was the worst one he had ever seen. Right. And, you know, it's like you take ownership of that. Right. And the more you take ownership of that, the more it owns you. That's exactly right. And the more you subconsciously, not even consciously, subconsciously gather all of the evidence to support the story. To support it. Right. I can't reach that glass. It's my shoulder cup. Right. You know, like that kind of thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then if somebody else has an ailment, you want to one-up their ailment, like you were saying. Or it can be any number of scenarios. Well, at least you don't have four kids. Well, at least you did Whatever. Nobody it, ever enjoys that, by the way. On the other side. Right. Right. No one's like, you're right. You're you, right. Your you, life sucks. You're, that, you know, like, and, and that makes me feel so much better about right. me going through a hard time is you telling me that your hard time is way worse. Right. Yeah. I want to hang out with you a lot more. <laughs> exactly. But it's also... It's a piece of us wanting something. We're desiring something. So in that moment, you're wanting attention, uh, validation, comfort. We don't do that just for the fuck of it. We just don't have awareness around why we're doing it. So if that's... So it's, it's, it's like saying, I need some comfort from you. Well, I need more comfort, right? Like that's kind of in that scenario. Right. But I'm just saying for you... I'm saying a slightly different thing, I think. I'm talking about if you are that person who's always trying to one-up, uh-huh. you're craving something. You, oh, I You see. want uh, okay. something. You're, there's you. some sort of need that's not being met for you, so you're reaching out by saying victim-y sort of shit like that. Right. Right? It's the same way, like, we try to put guilt on other people when it's totally not their responsibility and we're like well you know how I feel about that and then why would you do this and we try to guilt trip other people when it's like there's something going on for you that you need to figure out like what's going on there that you're needing do you need comfort do you need a validation do you need support do you not feel heard so that's what I'm offering to you is if you are that type of a person and you notice that you are the one who says, oh, you think that's bad? Or let me tell you why my day sucks, you know, mm-hmm. and really try to kind of one up everybody or whatnot. Start checking in. What motivates you to say that? Do you want attention? Do you want uh, sympathy? Do you want a lot of times I think it is that we're just fucking exhausted and we want to be acknowledged for what we've gone through. Yeah. And 
we just don't know the proper way to go about it. So I think that can be as simple as really starting to notice and call out what's going on with you. So if you're really frustrated, and you and I have gotten really good at this, and my best friends and some of my colleagues do this as well, where we go, I'm in this place right now. Like, I'm really irritated. It has nothing to do with you. I'm being irritable. Right. And my tendency is to make you wrong. It's like you have to start becoming self-aware. It's so refreshing to hear that. Right. And and so you and I both do. We'll own yeah. it and go like, I'm just in a really frustrated place and I'm taking it out on you. And right. that's not fair. So that's part of this is looking at a lot of times when we try to get that attention elsewhere, it's because some sort of need that we have is not being met. We don't feel validated in our home life or whatever that particular issue is for you. It could be something related to work. You don't feel acknowledged for all of the work that you go through. So it's easier for you to say, well, that project took me 46 hours. So just be glad you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. When what you're right. really saying is, I really want you to notice how much I work how my ass effort off. effort I put into it. Yeah. That's what you're really saying. Mm-hmm. So that is your challenge. If that is you to start looking at what is underneath that. Got what it. propels me to actually say that? What am I really craving or wanting from this person, this environment, this relationship? Where I feel the need to say this. Right. Yeah. Because what you have to know is you're not getting the result you want. Right. Like, I didn't feel any sympathy for her. I felt more irritated. Right. Right. The same way if somebody throws guilt at you. I don't feel sympathy anymore. I used to. I used to feel roped into it. Now I'm just like, uh, that's your shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because it's not attractive. But again, be compassionate with yourself, as I've talked about many, many times, because nobody teaches us this. And all we're trying to do is get a need met through the best means we know at the time. So now you know some better means, so you can start dissecting this a little bit. Perfect. All right. So finally, the fifth way that might be a little sign that you're attached to victimhood is if you are always asking the question in your mind, why me? Mm. Why me? Why me? Why me? So there's something that happens with the word why. In fact, when I was in coach training and we were working with asking really powerful questions or deep inquiries for our clients, one of the things that they trained us on was to not not necessarily never use the word why, but to work with some another word like what or how or something like that or explain to me or share with me mm-hmm. because why why? <laughs> why why because why tends to want to find a definitive answer right now and instead instead okay. of like, it, like for instance when my dad passed in in 07 i've used this example before I could have very easily gone into a place of why me? And you demand an answer right then and you don't get it. Most of the time when you say why me, you're demanding an answer and it doesn't happen. You don't ever find out why you. Right. You don't ever know why you. Nobody ever knows why. Yeah. Right? And so it becomes a vortex of you spinning around saying, why me, why me, why me, why me, why him, why now, why this, why that? And it's you're just stuck in that spiral of thought. Instead of something like, 
what was this meant to teach me? So that was the question I chose very consciously to adopt during that very, very trying time. And I knew that, fortunately, because of being involved in coaching, but I kind of went, okay, I am at a at a precipice here. I can get myself locked into this, why did this happen to me? Why him? He was so amazing, which feels like shit. Or I can say, what was the learning I was meant to receive from this instance? Or what is the impact of this on my life? And then I get to craft that answer. Right. I get to create that. And so I did. Nice. I decided I like that... that I had lived the better part of my life with very, very little to no massive hardship. You know, my parents were always married. I had a great upbringing, all of those things. And I thought, I really felt like it was meant to teach me gratitude. And I feel like it was also meant to teach me how to deal with spirit, how to deal with the breadth of human emotion. Like there's so much that I could create if I just asked myself, what was I meant to learn from this experience? For sure. So same thing. If you're spiraling out of control, like why me? Why did he dump me? Why, 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 why? You really don't get the answer. But if you say, I wonder what the purpose was for me to experience this marriage. Or how can I use what I learned in this marriage to affect the rest of my life? Then you can create some seriously badass shit that's powerful and not victimy. Exactly. Look at Taylor Swift. She's like, how can I use this? I'll put yeah, it in a song. I'll put it in a song. Yeah, and I'll right. win some Grammys or whatever. <laughs> so I'm hoping that that is a little bit insightful for you guys and that there are a handful of things that you can look at and start unpacking a little bit. And I would say that with all of these things, it's about a shift in perspective. So if you notice that you're one of those that's saying, well, of course this would happen to me. I would challenge you on those days, excuse me, to start tallying all of the things that actually went right. It's a good way to get out of that. Yeah. Mode, for sure, yeah. What are the things you're actually thankful for? Like, yeah, sure. You are clearly aware of all the shit that did not work that went wrong <laughs> that day. But how about all of the amazing other things that did not go wrong? that you could be grateful for if you just chose to tally them. That's mm -hmm. all that is, is a shift in perspective. That is it. So even write it down. Like if you're in one of those days, start writing it down. That's awesome. And instead of if you get locked into the why me, always go to, my favorite go-to is what is the learning? What am I meant to learn? I like that. Because if you learn, then nothing's a mistake. Everything's a learning experience. Right. And it's a perspective. That yeah. is a perspective and that is a choice. So you get to choose how you view those things. So anyway. Preach. Hope that's helpful. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I think you covered that pretty well. <clears throat> All right. Well, should we do our sign off with a little helium? Oh, yeah. Well, we will see you around these parts next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. <laughs>